You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day pork chops and welcome back to Beyond the Likes. It is your host, Amy Gerard. I am in the study with none other than Kate Dodd. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you got my name right. I'm really proud of you. Listen, it is... What day is it today? Monday? That, I, I'm sorry, Kate has just farted in the room and I am dying. I, like, is it that bad? I, I probably it's, should tell you, I haven't pooed for a while. What? Yeah, well, that explains a lot. Why? I'm not regular. <laughs> I need to tell you that we've had a few drinks. We're just going to preface that. This is We're Ask gonna, a Mate this lit, is, lit, the lit version. This is Ask a Mate after we've had a bottle of champagne Two bowls of rosé, a fireball, and what's this? Margaritas. Margaritas. Two margaritas. Give me one margarita. I'm going to give you some. Give me two margaritas. I'm going to um, give me three uh, margaritas. Okay. I'm going to make a podcast. Shh. Okay. Shh. I, I also need to tell you that Amy wait, has a baby wait. on her lap. No, no, hang on. Wait. It's a it's a fake baby. What's no. it called? Re, uh, reborn. Oh, okay. It's a terrifying reborn baby. That um, it's so terrifying. Look it's, at him. He's yeah, like, Mama, it's, Mama, it, give me a nipple. Look at him. He keeps looking at me. A reborn baby is literally, I mean, I don't actually know or understand the purpose of them, but they look like real babies and they are weighted. Yeah. And so the first time I saw a real born baby, a real born baby in real life was when we went to Kate's house and her daughter, Emmy had two and she brought them out. And when I tell you they are so real, they have like the tear ducts yeah. in their and eyes the, the and, the, the and the dint, like the, what's that called? I don't the, know. What's the, the, the like until it closes over the the like soft spot in their head it's called something anyway this is Louis anyway, Louis has come is to L- live with you he is so I bought Emmy a reborn girl and her name's Ivy and I remember taking her to the shops Chase was holding her and people were like what the fuck like <laughs> like child abuse I'm like it's a doll it's a dog everyone calm down but we bought a boy. And now that she's 11, she's a bit more like, oh, I, I feel like he needs to go to a new family. Oh. And because Charlie is a bit younger, mm. what more Charlie, perfect family than your family? And Charlie has been obsessed since the, since the day we spent out with you and they mm. and we had a day out and we yep. went for lunch and they had a baby each. Yeah. And they, and I'm not going to lie, as terrifying as they are, the minute you hold them, you instantly switch into like yeah. this even weird. Ryan. Even Ryan, we gave Ryan Louis today, and Ryan like held him and started patting his yeah. bum, and he didn't even realise. Yeah, and it's yeah. so weird. I think it's the weight thing. It's like, yeah. why are they so heavy? If it was a doll, yeah. you just throw it over your shoulder, and yeah. you wouldn't give two shits about it. Like there was a doll floating in our pool, right? <laughs> Ryan reefed a doll out of the pool that had been <laughs> at the bottom all day, he's right? Looking at you like. But, Breastfeed Louis. me. Oh, my God, I can't. <laughs> and he's even got that cute, like, cross-eye thing that, like, yeah. newborns do. Yeah. Okay. We're, um, oh, hello. You're, you're, you hello. are moving your nipple towards his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm taking Louis and okay. putting him away. Okay. He's fine. He's totally fine. Don't just He's put him up there, though. He's fine. He's, He's a newborn. Asleep. He could roll fine. off. Put him on the floor. He's fine. Put him on the floor. At least he can't roll off. He's fine. He's fine. There he is. This is a very impromptu ask a mate. Um, we wanted to just kind of, by we I mean I, I wanted to get Kate onto the podcast because 
She of all people has had a lot of trauma in the last, let's say, two months. Yeah. Whether or not it's something that could help other people or whether or not it's, you know, a podcast that could just help you or whether it's just something that, you know, it's just good to talk about and verbalise and normalise because, you know, as we get old, it is more common these days to, you know, unfortunately lose parents and lose loved ones and you... Um, you lost your dad two months ago. Yeah. And then what, eight weeks later, you lost your mum? It was nine weeks to the day. Nine weeks. Yeah. That's just, didn't somebody say that that had happened with their parents? So Franny, Franny, I know you're listening. Franny. I met, yeah, I'm Fran or Franny. I don't know. But okay. anyway, she's from Adelaide. She's beautiful. She reached out to me after listening to your podcast um, where we spoke about dad and she said, oh, I lost my parents two months apart. And I was like, oh, get fucked. Like, that's how I feel it's going to go for me. Anyway, she just randomly reached out to me and that's exactly what happened to me. And it's funny you say that because I've got another girlfriend, her dad passed away of some form of cancer. And then no word of a lie, like three months later, Mm. Same thing happened. Yeah. And the mum passed away. Like you hear like almost like that broken heart syndrome. And it's like in my instance, this was my stepdad. So Mm. my my mum – so my stepdad was the reason my mum and dad moved in with us. So Mm -hmm. my mum and dad moved in with us in about 2015. Mm -hmm. And it was because my dad was terminal. And I was like, you know, well, I'm an only child. He was my stepdad, but married to my mum. He's been my dad for as long as I can remember since I was about seven. So they moved in with us. And, you know, that that was a lot. That I remember having that first initial conversation with Craig and saying, look, I think we're at a point now where my parents need to move in. They're then at a, you know, my dad is terminal I need to provide that care. I'm an only child. I need, and like I've lived with them before, but you haven't. And if you say no, that is okay because this is our home. Mm. And, and he was like, no, no, of course. Like I understand, like let's let's move them in, blah, blah, blah. FYI, Craig is here today and you are the real MVP, Craig. <laughs> Go get a, a girlfriend. Go what get a girlfriend. <laughs> you deserve a side salad. <laughs> He is such a legend. Yeah, I know. Like you he know, doesn't. He doesn't even need a side salad. You're more than enough for him. No, but like if he had have said that to me, what I don't I need know. a side salad. No. Oh, oh, you mean no. can I move my parents? Yeah, in? if he had have said to me, listen, I need to move my parents in. I, I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know how I would have reacted. I would hope that I would have been just as supportive as he was, but he took on my parents. Yeah. Like not not a lot of people would do that. Yeah. So he took them on and honestly, he he is the MVP. Oh, God, <laughs> don't. Oh, come here. <laughs> we were like, we're, not, we're gonna not do a we're cry. We're not gonna cry. We're, we're not, not gonna not, cry. <laughs> we're not, yeah, this is the last time I'm talking about death on a podcast. Yes. It's um okay. but he just like him and my mum mm. would fight like they were mother and son. And I'd be the one refereeing them. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, this is so weird. Yeah. 
but he just took them on like their own. Yeah. Not many people would do that. I don't even know if I would do that. Mm. Anyway, so they moved in 2015 because of my dad. My dad had like at that time end stage emphysema. And he, every Christmas, he would say, oh, this is my last Christmas. This is it. You know, like, okay, dad, sure, sure. But he just, he just kept going. Mm. He, he had this will to live. Mm. So for him to die, it was such a shock. We went to Queensland and I, I just, I was almost like in hindsight, it was almost like I knew that's when he was going to go. Yeah. Because my, like my friend Christy, she had said to me, you said to me before you went something about like, oh, if something happens to my dad. And I was like, did I? She's like, yeah, you did. And I was like, she only just reminded me that of the other, like the other day she said that to me. And I was like, like, did I? And I remember saying to another friend here, like, I want to give you my keys just in case something happens to my dad. And I've never said that even as long as he has been unwell, I've never said that. And I forgot to give them to her and my sister-in-law she drove us to the airport when we were going to Queensland to meet up with Craig and Chase. And I said, here, please take my keys just in case something happens to my mm. dad. And I've, I have never said that before, even as, as sick as he was. And then we spoke to him on the Monday and then the Tuesday he died. And I like in my mind, I think for me, because he lived in our house I never wanted to find him. Yeah. I never wanted the kids to find him. Yeah. So him dying the way he did was kind of perfect. Yeah. When when you guys weren't there. We weren't there. And that's what I said to you as as horrific as it was and as and as sad and heartbreaking as it was. You always knew that it was going to come to yeah. an end and you knew that it was close and I think People who are in end stages of their life, they have a funny way of knowing the right time to go, right? Like, um, I know she wouldn't mind me talking, but like even Bezel's grandma, she had had a fall in her home and she had been lying, you know, on the floor for two days, right? And they found her and they took her to hospital and she ended up surviving in the hospital for days and days and everyone came and sat by her side and her bedside and everyone kind of came and said their goodbyes and they were all like blah 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 but you know she was fine she was fine 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 and then it was almost like the first night that she had where everybody had come and said their goodbyes but then she was on her own yeah is when she went right and it's crazy so that was in July so he died and my mum In 2021, she had a mass in her colon Mm. and it was cancerous and they operated and she nearly died because of the infection. And, you know, it's been this emotional roller coaster since for her since November 2021. But when he died, it was a rapid decline for her. Yeah. So it just, it almost like I didn't get a chance to grieve him. And, it was always hard for me because he was my stepdad. And when mum got sick and had to go to an aged care facility, it's like, how, how do I do that to my mum who 
I'm an only child. Mm. How do I... Look after your dad and not your mum, right? I look after my stepdad mm. and not my mum. It was medical professionals yeah. saying, like, your mum needs too much care. You cannot yeah. do it. And I was like, but she's my mum. Yeah. How do I... How do I, like, hand her over to someone else, almost? And so it became a... Our life became trying to... Balance, yeah. right? Trying to balance being there for your stepdad, but also not making sure that, making sure that, sorry, that your mum felt just as just supported as, yeah, and loved. And, yeah. And like, so, you know, we'd taken on that carer role, but caring so for much. someone at home and caring for someone in an aged care facility yeah. and trying to be a mum and trying to be a wife yeah. and trying to be a friend and trying to be an employee. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, hold and, down a know, job. Trying yeah. to do everything. How, how many years did that go on? So she she went into the aged care facility in May 2022. 20, and then she – so Dad died July 2023. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as, she, as, soon as Dad died – she rapidly declined. Mm. She just, you know, even though they had been separated for so long as such as not living together, she, she, she even said to me, you know, that was my routine. Like dad came every Tuesday Mm. and that, and that didn't happen anymore. I was going to say, did your dad go and visit her? Yeah. So every, every Tuesday, every Tuesday, how did he get there? whether it was us or whether he got a taxi or, you know, it was just, that was his thing. Every Tuesday he would go. Don't. That's so cute. And what, they'd have a little date. Yeah. And he would, you know, he'd he'd boss around the the tea coffee lady. And, and, you know, we, he had been in and out of hospital this year and I had said to him, like, do you think it's time for you to go and be with mum, like go be at the aged care facility. And he was like, you know what? It is, it is time. But, you know, I don't want to rubbish our healthcare system, but it's, it, you know, they were kind of like, well, he's not sick enough. He's, he's not, Mm. he's, we've done an assessment and he's not sick enough. And I was like, are you kidding? Like he can barely breathe. He can Mm. barely walk. He can barely do anything for himself but because he had a home and he had us caring for him that meant that he wasn't he wasn't needy enough viable to go in there right yeah so they they, you know this was one time he was in hospital i really pushed for an assessment they were like no 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 he's he's not no that's not that's not happening but look, we'll put him on our list and he can get assessed in the community, but that'll be six months. So this was June long weekend. I picked him up on the Monday. He came home. He was he died on like the 4th of July. So less than a month. Mm. So, you know, in some respects, it all kind of happened like respectfully and beautifully you know, I, I never wanted to find him in my home dead. I never wanted my kids to find him dead. Yeah. 
And, you know, it, we were in Queensland and my, my, we'd spoken to him on the Monday and then the Tuesday, my stepsister called and said, oh, it's dad. Like, I can't, I can't get hold of him. I've gone to the house and I can see him, but he, I can't raise him. I think he's gone. And, uh, you know, and, and he was, and I just, like, I just knew. I used to joke with him and say, hey, listen, if you're close to death, get out the front <laughs> on the front lawn. <laughs> So we don't have to envision you yeah. dead in your chair. In our, or, in you our know, house. Like it, just, it, it just happened the best way possible. It's definitely, I, I know that sounds so horrible, but I just can't even imagine you being there in that situation. Yeah. Like, like imagine if Chase or Emmy nah, found him. Like no, nah, I, I couldn't. And, and from what I remember seems, when you messaged me and I tried to call you and I was like, I, I, I by no means was happy. I was not at all happy, but I was like, oh, my gosh. Like I almost felt relief for you because yeah. I felt yeah. having seen your dad and having seen him hooked up to all those yeah. breathing apparatuses yeah. Yeah. and, you know, struggling to breathe, I I remember being quite taken back. And I've yeah. seen a few people, elderly people who – you know, or on their last legs. And it is, it's quite overwhelming. Yeah. And then when you see it more often than not, it becomes like your new norm and whatnot and you become a little bit more... You're just like um, used to it. And yeah, you, you become used yeah, to it. What's that yeah. word? Like you become... Desensitized. Yeah, yeah what's yeah. wrong with that? Desensitized. Yeah. There is a difference between, you know, seeing a loved one old and decrepit and a little bit struggling and whatnot and versus someone who's passed away. Yeah. I know that you would never have wanted no. either of your children, nor yourself, to f- no. to see that, right? So Especially I rem- because it was at home. Exactly, in your home that you live yeah. in, right? Yeah. And it's your yeah. home that you, you've raised your children in, you share yeah. with your husband and you can grieve him and you can, you know, send him off in a really beautiful yeah. way. Yeah. But you you didn't have to be the one that found him. Yeah, 100%. Like we went home. So he died on a Tuesday. We were in Queensland. Chase had a baseball tournament and I grappled like, do I go home? What do I do? Like, and I was like, you know what? What? Why? Like he is, as weird as it sounds, he is safe. The funeral home had come everything was done. Like my friend Christy, she, she just took control. She's a police mm. officer. She just was like, took control, you know, got everything done. We love you, Christy. Love you, Christy. I love you so much. We love you. <laughs> um, and you know, I was like, what am I, why am I leaving my, my family to go home to a house where my dad has died? And, and I know that would have been hard for people to process, but I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I can't, like, yeah. I can't go back there by myself. Of course not. So we, like I stayed and, and we left on the Saturday, we drove home and I also had, we also had made a decision not to tell mum over the phone. Yes. So we, we drove home, we went straight to the aged care facility and we, we, we spoke to mum and told her and, you know, she just like, because she was so sick herself it was almost like it was really hard for her to process but like it was almost like her permission to go as well yeah you know she didn't have to hang on for him or for us or for anyone 
you know, she just kind of kept saying, I feel numb. Mm. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. It was like me. That was like, he's been sick for so long that you're almost glad and you're not suffering. Mm. But, but you're grieving as well. She wasn't well enough to come to his funeral. And like we sat with her afterwards and watched it. And she just, she was so funny. She was like, ah, oh, such and such. Oh, they were there. Oh, they didn't even like him. <laughs> you know, so it was just, it was really funny to see it from her perspective. But people are funny. They grieve. Everyone deals with grief in a very different way. Yeah. Like some cry and some deal yeah. with it in like a weird humor way and some deal with it in like a, you know, like dismissive kind of way. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It, it was, it was, you know, for for her, it was just uh, trying to wrap her head around it. She was okay for a little while, but she was declining. She became really confused and really, no, I just kind of knew it wouldn't be long. We spoke with the staff and, you know, they talked us through end of life. And I think I had a lot of PTSD from when we lost Eden. Yeah. And I was really frightened of what would happen or how it would all play out. But, you know, the, the staff there, they were just beautiful. Mm-hmm. They just really, you know, tried to guide us through what what it could look like. It, you know, in my head, I was like, I never wanted to be home to find dad, but I never wanted mum to be alone. Yeah. So for me, both deaths happened the way, the most perfect way possible. Yeah. So, so on the Thursday, they called me and said, your mum is, has been vomiting. And I was like, oh, okay. Yep. No problems. Like, and then by the Friday I got there and things had changed. There was all these butterflies around her room. There was music playing. There was like an aromatherapy machine. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Like what, what? And like, they had talked us through, but I just don't know if I really recognize that this was it. Mm. Um, so that was on the Friday. She was still talking and was still responsive and still with it as mm. such. I, I took the kids in on the weekend. Like I took Chase on the Saturday and Emmy on the Sunday. And, you know, I just, I wanted them to be able to say goodbye. You know, for each of them, it was very personal and very different. Like Chase had a different relationship with my mum. Mm-hmm. They were super close. He was the first grandchild. Mm-hmm. And, and look, I'll be honest, I mean, maybe she'll listen to this one day, but <laughs> Chase is absolutely the favourite. I mean, how how could he not? He was the first grandchild. She was there. She, she, you know, she did it all through my pregnancy. She was like, oh, I don't want to come in. I'm not strong enough. I don't want to see you in pain. She, was, she just didn't want to. And I, you know, f- pretty much forced her to come into the room with me. 
and and when she did, she was like ramming my my chin into my chest and telling me to push and telling me I was wasting my contractions by screaming. screaming. <laughs> she just like it just flipped, and so he was very special to her. So their last conversation was beautiful. Mm. Emmy is exactly like her, and and their last conversation was my mum. Being so on edge, like Emmy, Emmy, <laughs> so it's just really different. And but but it was beautiful and special in its own right. On the Monday, I we had been with her, and I'd stayed there till like ten o'clock at night. We'd watch my kitchen rules, and we'd we'd spent all this time together. And I I said, Mum you know, do you want me to stay tonight? She was like, no, 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 you need to go home and get rest. And I think I'd been here. Yeah. I'd been here sitting in this very spot on my team's work meeting, like on the Monday. And I just kind of knew, I, I, I knew that it was close. And I, when I left there on the Monday night, I was like, oh, is this it? Like, have, have I said my final goodbye? Like, is Am I going to get a call and say she's gone? Mm. So the next day, so the Tuesday, I had this meeting at 11 o'clock and I had to be there. I had to be in this work meeting. I had to close out all this stuff. And the plan was to say to my boss from then on, I was out. Like for the rest of the week, I was out. So I said to Craig, you know, you go down, like you spend the morning with her and then I'll come. And then he called me just before my 11 o'clock meeting, it is like, oh, like, it's not good. You need to come. Like, you need to come as soon as possible. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, okay. Like, let me just smash out this meeting and I'll be there. So I got there at quarter to 12. And the last thing she said to me at 10 past 12 was, what's the time? And I was like, what the fuck? I love you. No, you're the most beautiful girl. You're in the, world. the best daughter. You're the best daughter. Thank you. What's the time? Like, what's I wonder. Time? Is, I want. Is there any significance to that? I, I feel like, like, almost like she had somewhere to be. Like yeah. it was just like you know. And I said, oh, it's, like she was meeting your dad for a date. Yeah. I was, and, she, and, I, and I said, oh, it's ten past twelve. And she's like, okay, like. That was it. That was the last. That was it. That was the last that was thing the she last said. Thing she ever said to me. And then what? Was she just? Did she have her eyes closed? She had. She she kind of was opening them and closing them, and I like I had said to Craig, like that I was scared. I was scared yeah. of this. Yeah, of course. You don't want to see your mama die. No. Oh, God, I got snatched out of my nose. There's <laughs> toilet roll here. I don't know why that's toilet roll, but it's perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just, yeah, so that was 10 past 12. And I, she was comfortable. That's what I wanted. Yeah. So we just sat there and I was, I was like, Craig and I were like, I was saying to Craig, just put a pillow over it. <laughs> Oh, mate, I understand that. My mum's the same. When, when my grandpa had a stroke, same thing. She was like, I just want to go and muffle him. I know. I mean, he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, if, if this is ever me and you're still alive, yeah. if you don't fucking put a pillow over yeah. I'm going to make you impotent for your young girlfriend. I will haunt you <laughs> for life. I will haunt you for life. Yeah. 
And, you know, so we were just chatting and blah, blah, blah. It was so weird. And then, you know, she was kind of breathing, like not labored, but like she was breathing different. And I, I remember saying to Craig, I don't want her eyes to be open. Like, I, don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't want that. And he, like, I got to a point where I couldn't look. And I was just holding her arm. I just couldn't look. And then he said to me, like, I could hear a change. And I was like, what's happening? And he goes, oh, I think she's taking her last breaths. Yeah. And I just, like, I knew I knew within myself that's what was happening, but I just couldn't, I couldn't process it. And I just, like, I just was holding onto her hand. And I, I was just telling her it was okay to go, that yeah. I wouldn't be okay. And then about quarter to three, she, she died. You know, when she took her last breath, I just hit like the emergency button and like everyone came running and it just you know whenever you think of putting someone in an aged care facility you you don't like it's always like a daunting prospect Mm. it was a daunting prospect for me but she just was surrounded by such love and such beautiful Support and we were so supported and so loved that even in her, in her death, like the the nurses that had looked after her for the last year and a half, like it was almost like they needed time with her too, mm. and they came in and they held her hand and they they were just so beautiful. It was just like the Is most. This the nurses that. Or at her funeral. Yeah. They're so sweet. They're so beautiful. So sweet. Like one of them, she... They would. Like they, her, they would they, you'd form such a close bond with these yeah, people. Yeah, they're, they're honestly like angels on yeah. earth. Like I could never, 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 never do what they do. But, you know, even me, I, I would say to Craig, like, I cannot wait to not come here. Mm. But it wasn't because... Your mum was there. It, it was, was because, because it was so hard to see course. her not living but just existing and to see people just waiting there to die. Like it's, it, it was just so hard. It's so confronting, right? Yeah. And, it, you know, there was this old lady there. Her name's Elaine. And, and I, like, I fell in love with her because she reminded me of my mum. Mm. And she just was so beautiful. She she would see me like leaving mum's room like towards the end she'd say it's not good is it and mum mum never ventured out of her room she she really the creature of habit yeah she just stayed in her room Mm. she just she didn't socialize she didn't go down to the dining room she just was in her room and she said to me it's not good is it and I said no it's not she's like come in here and get a tissue and I'm like (laughs) and she was just so beautiful like just now now that mum's gone I miss her I miss the staff I miss going there you could absolutely go back there no fuck no (laughs) no you could you could though you could and it would be a different experience yeah it would be like a trip out of gratitude right and it would be like 
And you, you would probably feel almost not like a weight had lifted off your shoulder, but it would be a very different experience for you, for you to go there knowing that your mum was in a better place with your dad yeah, yeah. and, you know, living yeah. it up, yeah. up in heaven. You could almost go in there with a completely different yeah. I said to Craig, perspective. Like, I want to go like once a month, just take them. Oh, I wouldn't go once a month. I'd just go like, <laughs> you know, twice a year to okay, be like, okay, hey, you guys are amazing yeah. and I love you. Here's some and treats. Here's some treats. Here's yeah. a fireball <laughs> slash with apple, whatever. <laughs> Or, like, yeah. some chocolates. Yeah. But it's just, like, I think because it was such a routine, like, I have caught myself out, like, oh, I have to go, oh, oh I don't, I don't mm. have, like, I don't know, I said it to you early on, like, I'm an only child and I've lost both my parents and I feel like an orphan, oh, like, I don't know, I'm but not. you're not, no, you're not. No, I understand. But you know what? You've got Craig. Yeah. And you have your two beautiful children yeah. now. And you've got Craig's family. Yeah. And all of your friends. Like my mum, she's English, so her family's all on the other side yeah. of the world. And her, she adopted me. Her, fa- her <laughs> friends became her family. Yeah. That, so that's how I feel. When I grew yeah. up, all of my mum and dad's friends was like, Arnie Kaz, Uncle yeah, Bob, yeah, yeah. Uncle Warwick, yeah. Arnie Pam. It's like with your kids. Yeah. I'm Arnie Amy. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and it, you don't get to choose your family, but you do yeah. get to choose your friends, 100%. right? Like the friends and then your friends family. can become yeah. family. Yeah. And you do. You have so many girlfriends who yeah. love you yeah. unconditionally. Yeah. I do. Like I cherish their friends who have become family. And, you know, it, even when I look at like – dad's funeral that mum's funeral it's like you know it's just so beautiful the people that want to support you and be mm. there for you and the the love that is surrounding it's like oh you know not that you never realize but it it it, it is like when things like this happen you really do cling to the good and that's yeah you know people have reached out to me and and you know through the podcast and through you and People have reached out to me and it's like such a crazy small world, like people that are in like, you know, the cops and they're of Craig and of you, you know, yeah. it's just so bizarre. And, you know, the, the people that have actually shown love and shown like, you know, compassion and, and empathy and really just wrapped their arms around me. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know, like people, like they'll say, how are you? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, I feel like... When shit gets hard and times get tough and there's a tragedy, be yeah. it a death or, you know, anything, not that there's ever a silver lining to these no, things, but, I but to take honestly, the yeah, yeah. The, sometimes the people and the community of people who rally around you, yeah. you know, it makes you believe in humanity yeah. again, right? And it makes you believe yeah. that there are really incredible people. people that, yeah. You know, when we lost our house in the bushfires and we had nothing and we were homeless as an eight-year-old, I was like, oh, whatever, like, I had my mum and dad. But I think about it from now from my parents' point of view. But, like, we had strangers coming in, dropping off clothes yeah. and offering yeah. up their lounge for us yeah, to sleep yeah, on yeah. and stuff. Yeah. You know, in all of these times, it makes you believe in humanity again and the goodness that still exists, right? Yeah. You know, when you see the best of humanity, it's actually so refreshing and so nice to be able to, like, you know what? Like, I choose to see the good. Yeah. And I think 
you know, as you said before, like we are getting older, our parents are getting older mm. and, you know, we, we, a lot of your listeners potentially are moving into that carer role. Mm. And that's what I did. Like I, I moved from child to almost parent. Like I, I, and in mum's last days, like I was giving her water and feeding her and like it, it's just such a role reversal it's like a 360 right yeah. like it's a it's a full 360 of yeah. life um yeah. you know you start in nappies being yeah. fed and you yeah. end up in yeah. nappies being fed right she said to me like i'm just like my mom <laughs> my mom said to me she was like seriously if i start pissing and pooing my pants just yeah, take me out yeah. the back and shoot me I and i was like well I probably get arrested I but know. you know not, maybe not shoot <laughs> But it, it, it is, it's just like, you know, where, circle like, of life. that carer role is so significant. Mm. And I feel like my life was on hold for quite a long time. Yeah. It's all right. I want you to let it all out. Yeah. <laughs> she did. You know what? You did a really good job. You did a really fucking good job. I hope so. You did. I just hope they knew they were loved and supported because we fought like motherfuckers. A- yeah. <laughs> But that's all that they knew. But I just hope they felt loved and supported. That's all that they knew. And you were with your mum till the end. Yeah. And that's all that she needed, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, she's too busy trying to line herself up for a date with your dad. She's like, fuck off, man. Like, I've got a hot date with your dad. (laughs) You're still holding my hand, cop blocking me. I know. I know. You know what? You know what the next couple of years is about? It's about you. Yeah. All right? It's about you looking after yourself and looking after your family. Yeah. I've been eating my feelings. I and, know, and you know my what? Feelings too. And that's <laughs> that is more than okay. Yeah, but I've been I've been to the gym I, four times this week. I don't even care. No, for the I gym. need you to care. Okay, <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Thank you. All right, proud of you for yeah. um, going to the gym. I'm proud of you doing whatever it is. Yeah. that makes you feel yeah. good. All right, because yeah. it's time. It's a little. It's a time for Kate. Yeah. To look after herself. Yeah. Because you've done a lot of looking after everyone else. I will always try and see the good. Yeah. And I'll always try and hang on to the good. And I'm not I, I'm not a sad sack. I'm not a victim. I'm, I'm trying to see the good. Yeah. And that's just, for me, that's how I want to live my life. And I want to, you know, I don't want people to be like, oh, fuck, she just had a tragedy, but she's out with her friends. You know? <laughs> But that's exactly what you should be but doing, I need right? My friends, my yeah. friends are my family. Your friends are your savior. Yeah. I'm I hear. Yeah. I'm exactly the same. Yeah, so I just, you know, I, I think Don't worry about what that looks like to anybody else but you. Yeah. Because you know what? At the end of the day, your family and your closest friends, they know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And who gives a flying fuck about what anyone else thinks right yeah because everyone's going to form opinions yeah let let that be known yeah but it doesn't matter no i know you know i want to acknowledge you and your community because honestly your your community Mm. has been so beautiful like the messages the support like i said you know random strangers telling me like this is my experience and and I'm here for you. Like I don't I don't know if there's people from a bar of soap, yeah. but they have been there yeah. and they've held me up 
And that's because of you. And oh, you. no. It's no, because it of them. Like, no, no, but, like, your connections and your mm. community, like, has really, like, you know, like when you talk about people who rally around you, like, I feel like sometimes, you know, people that are somewhat close to you, they don't know what to say, but complete strangers are like, you know what? Yeah. I fucking have your back. I yeah. know I've been through this. I've done this. Yeah. I know how you're feeling. Like I, I've got your back. I'm like, wow. Mm. Like that, that is just so beautiful and so powerful. So I'm grateful for yeah. this podcast, for your following, for you. Mm. Like, fuck, I'm grateful for you because you have just, I don't know. You show me great love. I hope everyone has an Amy. Oh, stop that. <laughs> and they do. They have don't. it. They have it in us. They have it in Ask a Mate. They do. I mean, this is Ask a Mate. So bye for Ask a Mate. We'll be back next time talking about rooming. Don't you worry. <laughs> this has been a fucking great drunk this. podcast. <laughs> this is exactly what you needed. Oh. Uh, do you need a tissue here? I've got, I've got toilet like roll it's here. Really hurting my nose. Go. Okay. <laughs> We've got toilet roll here. I don't understand why there's a roll of toilet paper I don't, I in don't Ryan's. Want, I don't want to know study. Why yeah, le- yeah, we know why. Well, we've had the fat, fat. we've had the best day. We and have this. Like, it's exactly what you need. Sometimes you just need a low key day yeah. where your kids go swimming and we make Ryan cook oh, and we can just so drink and yeah. then we can do a random podcast. Yeah, and we were going to do ask a mate, but you just. We just needed to hold space for you and we wanted to allow you to, you know, unpack a few things that's been going on in your life. Because to be honest, I I truly believe that we are of an age where this kind of thing, becoming a carer and watching our parents get old is, it's it's happening and it's reality and it's getting... It's getting harder. Uh, but this is friendship. Friendship is the highs, highs and lows. lows. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but it, it's... And yeah. this is a low, and I hope you have stayed with us and held some space for Kate, yeah, like I have. And the next uh, podcast is going to be a high. Yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe level it out with, I don't know, something else. I'll talk about, I don't know, house renovations and then... Yes. Yeah. yeah there's so much But we're about. on an up from here. Yes. All right. Thank you for joining us and happy last week of school holidays. You. You. Bye. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye.